Welcome to Convention Pulpit, Wesleyan Voices, Past and Present. Brought to you through the Ministry of Inner Church Holiness Convention, www.ihconvention.com. The sermon on today's podcast is by Bob Bidwell, and it's titled, Prayer, The Answer to Our Need. I know you will enjoy this wonderful sermon. Privilege to be back in God's Bible School again. Happy to have our co-worker here, Brother Avery, and also the message last night from Dr. Taylor, and Brother Smool will be arriving. And God's here, isn't he? We're trusting the Lord to help us. I'm not confined to just how many come out to a service. I'm more interested in God being here and everybody that's in the service letting the Lord have his way. Amen. So we trust that God will be with us here this morning and help us together. I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of the word. Change your positions. Amen. I'm asking you to turn with me this morning to the book of 1 Kings. And it's chapter 18. And I'm going to begin reading at verse 41. 1 Kings chapter 18, reading at verse 41. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up now and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Amen. Brother Avery, would you pray, please? Father, we thank you for the privilege of being in this service this morning. We thank thee for the word of God sharp as a two-edged sword. Let that word come to us today. Let it cut on one side. Let it heal on the other. And we ask for special anointing upon your servant. Lay your hand upon him, we pray. Give him that divine assistance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I would like for you to note with me this morning that the conditions of the nation Israel during the life of the prophet Elijah are parallel to the conditions of the world and the church today. During the times of Israel, there was idolatry or the worshiping of false gods. Those two gods that were mentioned were Ashtoreth, known for sensuality and debauchery, and Baal, the sun god. You know as well as I do, beloved, that I believe also there's the God of materialism that's in our world today. The God of money, the God of sex, the God of fame and fashion. 
And uh, I pray that somehow God will help us to discover together that in the midst of all of these things, we've got a God who is still able to keep us from idolatry and a God who's still able to keep us from all of those things that would hinder us as we try to walk with God and do his will. I'm sure we're all aware of the fact that there's a spiritual drought or there's a famine everywhere. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And I'd like to say he's right where he's always been. Our God does not vacillate. He does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe that uh, we need to ask ourselves as his children this morning, does God have a people for such a time as this? And if he does have a people for such a time as this, then the question before us this morning is, how can we get through to God? How can we get through to God? I want the Holy Ghost to speak to us this morning. We all need a divine revelation of God. We need a revelation of God that will awaken us to our sense of need and also our dependency upon him. If we're not careful, we can become too independent. We can let ourselves become too self-sufficient. And if we're not where we should be this morning, we can rely upon our own selves until we find ourselves thinking we can make it when the fact of the matter is we can't make it unless God helps us. There's no way that you and I are going to be able to go on and see accomplish those things that would be pleasing to God until we reach that place where we want Him and we must have Him more than we want anything else. I want God to come this, Sunday, this morning, don't you? This Saturday morning on the second day of this camp. Come on this service, Lord, until we'll all feel our sense of God and the movings of God and realize together that we need Him for the church, the college, the school, all Christendom needs a mighty, mighty outpouring of heavenly showers. We need this morning the downpourings of God's mercy and blessings. I believe it's the showers of blessings that we need. And if there's going to be a sound of abundance of rain, we're going to have to do just exactly what Elijah did. I'm thankful for Elijah, aren't you? Elijah was a man who was faithful to God. Help us, Lord, that we'll be faithful. He was a man who was fearless before God. In other words, I'm going to mind God regardless of what it cost me. I'm going to be everything that God would have me to be. And as a result, he was forceful and God used him in a wonderful way. What did he do when he recognized there was a need? What did he do when he recognized there were conditions that indicated we'd have to have a moving of God and an outpouring of God? He went to the place of prayer. He sought a place of prayer. And oh God, help us to do that this morning. In the midst of our endeavors, in the midst of our trying to live, we're going to have to find the secret. We're going to have to find the answers to it all in the secret place of prayer. Alone with God where there are no disturbances. Alone with God where there are no intrusions. Alone with God where we can feel and touch God and know that God is right there to help us and God is willing to see us through. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. I believe God wants to help us. 
Note with me here in the language of the scripture that I read in your hearing, Elijah went to the top of Mount Carmel, and there alone he poured out his heart to God. While he poured out his heart to God, Ahab went to eat and drink. And while Elijah is on the top of Mount Carmel, I remind you that Ahab is like a lot of people today, even in many of our churches. I believe if we're not careful, beloved, we can become more interested in feasting than we can in fasting. We can become more interested in program than we can in power. Oh God, give us this morning as your children and in this service together that power from God and from on high that will lift us up above the fact that we don't have to necessarily have a program but we must have power with God we must be able to touch God and feel the presence of God in our hearts and in our lives it's more than just the matter of wanting to feast oh God we have to reach the place where we want fasting in the spirit to see those things done that will be pleasing to God I don't know, it seems to me that there are many who get excited with activity, but how few there are who really want to pray. One particular place has a thousand people in a service. They call for prayer prior to the services. And do you know almost invariably for those that come out to pray of a thousand people that come to the services to worship God, Usually it'll run from 20 to 25 people. We have to have more of God's people moving toward the place of prayer if we're going to see accomplished that which is pleasing unto God. And I'm somehow praying with you that we'll do our best like Elijah in spite of what it cost us, in spite of what may be said or what might be done. I'm going to stay on my knees and pray until I pray clear through and touch God. Tell you something, when you've touched God and you've prayed clear through and you've sensed the fact that God is right there and he answers prayer, it lifts you up. It helps you to be turned around and caused in your heart to say, I'm going to serve God regardless and I'm going to go through with him all the way through with him until the end. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe there's more with us this morning than be with them and I still believe we're on the winning side. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Not only did he seek a place of prayer, but I noticed something about Elijah's praying further. It was offered in deep humility. He cast himself down in verse 42 upon the earth, and he put his face between his knees. And there in humility, he talked to God. The thief that was on the cross simply smote his breast. And when he smote his breast, he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Our spiritual success is going to be dependent upon our humility. On the day of Pentecost, where were they? The scripture says they were sitting. And it wasn't because of the fact that they were sitting as much as it was because of the fact their hearts were open to God and the Holy Ghost came upon all of them. And they were all filled. So it's not the position of our bodies, but it's the position of our heart and of our soul that counts. Even this morning, oh God, may our hearts be so inclined to be what you'd have us to be that we'll stand 
and do everything we can to be ready for whatever God has for us. I'm not interested in just going through service after service. Are you? I'm not interested in just the routine. I'm praying, oh God, give us the unusual. Come upon our hearts in a very definite way. May we feel together that God is with us and God is going to help us. I noticed the prayer of Elijah was beautifully distinguished by a spirit of deep and subtle earnestness. You don't hear, as you look at this truth, a word spoken. There isn't a tear shed. There isn't a sigh uttered. Our greatest prayer is often accomplished by the burden alone that we carry and not by the loudness of our voice. Hallelujah. We have someone in our church in Syracuse who's gone to heaven now, but she was a person who knew how to pray. She was a person who wasn't known necessarily for her prayers being heard, but she was known as being a person who talked to God always in prayer, wherever she was and whatever she was doing. She had a husband that was unsaved. Without telling anyone, without going around and saying, pray with me, she got alone with God and covenanted with God. I'm going to pray and talk to you until my husband gets saved. For 20 years she prayed and prayed and prayed. And at the end of that 20 years, God saved her husband. And the result was he got gloriously, marvelously delivered from his sin. And the result was she said, I stayed true to God. And while no one knew it, I had conversation with the Lord and God saved him. And what a wonderful, what a wonderful climax to that marriage it was because somebody was willing to hold on in prayer and straight, stay true to God to the end. I believe God wants to help us, don't you? Somebody went to the western rancher. He went to the superintendent for a pastor, and he was really concerned that somehow they could have a pastor. And the superintendent said, well, how big a person do you want? And that particular rancher replied, he said, we're not overly particular, just so when he's on his knees, he can get through to God. And that's it, isn't it? Just when he's on his knees, he can get through to God. I see Elijah wrestling with God as one who would not take no for an answer. In other words, he prevailed with God. And the result was he got results and God gave him victory. And God helped him to see accomplished all that needed to be accomplished. Here was Jacob who was wrestling with an angel. He got so in earnest about it all. He got so much in concerned about it all that we're told uh, his thigh was even thrown out of joint but he said I'm going to keep right on praying and I'll not let you go Lord until you bless me I'll not let you go Lord until I know that you answer prayer for me and help me oh God give us that kind of a determination this morning give us that kind of a desire as a group of people in another camp meeting that we'll pray right on and believe God for victory and not give up until the answer comes and God sees us through I believe our God is still able to meet the needs of the sins of this world. I believe our God is still able to save souls 
from hell. I believe he's still able to set the prisoner free. He's able to give you and I complete victory over the world and over sin and over the devil and over everything that would be a hindrance if our trust and our confidence is completely in him. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Praise God. He wasn't going to take no for an answer. And then his praying is manifested by a spirit of waiting supplication in a watchful state. He said to his servant, I want you to go and look toward the sea. And he went and he looked toward the sea. According to the scriptures, he went and looked and he didn't see anything. He continued to go. In fact, he said, you go seven times. I think the answers to our prayers do not come many times because we're not persistent enough. We're not definite enough. We're not in earnest enough. There isn't anything too hard for God this morning if you and I are willing to keep praying and praying and praying until the answer comes. Watch and pray lest he enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Here was a prayer capable of discovering an answer which common observation could not detect. I believe Elijah knew somewhere out there as that servant was going forth that there was an answer going to be coming. Rain was on its way. I believe rain is on its way even now as we're trying to serve God even in this camp meeting. God wants to send a shower. God wants to send a blessing. God wants to move upon your heart and upon my heart. And I believe he's here and he's able to do it if you and I are willing to let him have his way. Oh, that somehow we won't be like the disciples in seeing the miracles of Jesus. As they saw them, they wondered why they could not, what could not perform the same. And you know what Jesus said to them? You can't perform the same miracles because of your unbelief. It's our unbelief. Oh, this kind, what we want to see accomplished is not going to come but by prayer and by fasting. Real prayer and fasting, I believe, can bring results today in our church, in our school, in our lives, wherever, if you and I are willing to pray and keep right on praying. This is my emphasis this morning for an abundance of rain to come upon this tap meeting. We're going to have to do our best to go all out in every way possible and say, oh, God, send the rain, send the shower, send the blessing, send the fire, and send it now, Lord. We need it upon our hearts, and we need it upon our lives, and we need you to come right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I believe God wants to do it for us. Don't you? Amen. One church wanted a revival so bad that it took two mothers in that church that got alone by nobody else with them, all alone, and said, we're going to keep right on praying here until God sends a revival. And as they prayed, their prayers were strengthened. As they prayed, they began to feel together that God was going to do something. They didn't go around and tell it and say, there's going to be a mighty moving in this church. No, they just trusted God. And the result was God did come through their faithfulness in praying, and for five weeks, that church had an outpouring of God's Spirit. Hallelujah! Because of two people willing to pray. Oh, that there'd be a mighty moving of God come across this campus and all of us would be able to feel and sense together that God is able to give us all what we need and what we must have. Shake us, Lord, from our complacency. Awaken us 
And don't let us go to sleep and help us to be awake to all that God has and God is able to do in our hearts and in our lives. Holding a revival in one church and this husband was unsaved, needed God. And I didn't know this until the meeting closed. But after that meeting came to a close, the wife of that husband came to me and said, God spoke to me at the very beginning of the revival. He told me to, my, to keep it to myself and not say it to anyone else. Pray and pray every day for your husband, for my husband, that God will save him. You know what happened? Hallelujah. At the end of that meeting, at the class last service on a Sunday night, that husband came into the service. That husband got out of his seat, walked down to the altar, fell at the altar, and lifted up his head to God and heart to the Lord and cried and said, What must I do to be saved? And God saved him. And the result was he got through. Why? Because this woman had faith to believe that if I pray and mind God, victory will come. And if you and I will, I don't know who your sons and daughters may be that are not in victory or your loved ones may be that are not in victory, but God knows. I don't know this morning all about what can happen and what may take place, but I know there's a God who knows how to answer prayer and will give us victory and will see us through if our trust and our confidence is in him. Praise God. Elijah's prayer was a prayer of faith. He could have given up in despair. And that's what happens to many of us if we're not careful. He said, look, seven times. I can imagine that servant must have got weary, but he kept right on saying to him, keep right on going, keep right on looking. Let us not be weary in well-doing, Brother Powell, for God says in due season, in God's due season, we shall reap. Hallelujah. If we faint not, the devil makes us look discouraged and feel discouraged. The devil makes us think, well, what's the use? The pressures, the battles, the finances of this college, and all are too much. But on the other hand, God comes along and says, just a minute, hold steady, keep praying. I appreciate the emphasis you have in prayer and the prayer meetings every morning. And I still believe that as long as there's a God on the throne and a God willing to help us through, he's not going to fail, but God is going to see us through all the way and give us victory and we're going to be happy in him. Are you glad you're here? Everybody that's glad you're here, say amen. If at first you don't succeed, what do you do? Keep right on praying. In other words, prayer must have faith. We must keep right on asking until the answers come. Behold, out in the midst of what looked like darkness, six times out to the seventh, there's nothing out there. I can't report anything that's worthwhile. But on the seventh day, there was a little cloud about the size of a man's hand. They tell me I have a small hand. I was told that time and time again in preaching a small hand. But I'll tell you something. In that small cloud, there was a rain. In that small cloud... There was God. And I'm happy to tell you this morning that we have a God who can help us here. A cloud that arises out of the sea like a man's hand causes me to tell you as his servant, don't despise the day of small things. I believe God's presence can be felt in the little church as well as in the big church. I believe the presence of God can be felt not only in the little church as well as the large church, but in a regular service as well 
as in revival service or even camp meeting. Oh, God, come upon us is my prayer this morning and help us that we'll be like the little boy who was asked with his lunch to feed 5,000 and all he had was five loaves and two fishes and God multiplied until he fed them all and took care of them all. That's the kind of a God we have this morning. Here's someone else that comes along that so loves God that he's able to strike the rock. His name is Moses, and as he strikes the rock, the water comes out. Here's David with his sling that kills Goliath. Just a little thing, not much, but when God is in it, it makes all the difference. You may be timid, you may be backward, you may feel like nobody really cares and nobody really is concerned, but if your heart is open and your trust is in God and you love the Lord this morning with all of your heart, there's victory ahead, and I believe there's things that can be accomplished as you and I keep our trust and our confidence completely in the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? We should see God's hands in the small things as well as in the great. When God sends his showers, they're always in abundance. And there's my text. There is a sound of abundance of rain. The storehouses of God are full and overflowing. All you and I need to do is tap them and see what will happen. Our God has more than adequate, has more than enough to meet our every need. Why, the spiritual cupboards of the divine storehouses of God are never empty. And all heaven is waiting to bless us if you and I are interested. It says there was not only a rain, there was a great rain. When God does something, he does it right. When he saved you and saved me from our sins, he saved us completely. He saved us thoroughly. He saved us in such a way we have no desire to want to go back to the world or the things of the world. We have no desire to want to go back to the things out there that Satan has to offer. Why? Because he doesn't have anything to offer. Praise the Lord. Glad to see that brother on his feet. That's the way I feel about this this morning. Hallelujah. When you really get saved, you get saved so completely and genuinely you're spoiled for the world, spoiled for the things of the world, and you want nothing but the things of God and the best that God has for you. I'm not interested in having just enough to get by. I want more than enough. Don't you? I'm not interested this Saturday morning in just trying to feel good, I want to feel real good. I thought of what Dr. Miller said last night when he said, I want this camp meeting to do something for me. I want it to search me. I want it to find me. I want it to locate me. I want it to help me. And I know that Brother Powell feels this way. I know our co-worker feels this way, Brother Avery, and all of us together. We're not just going to stand and talk this and say that and the other. I want God to so come that we'll all feel like it was good to be together right here in the house of God. And God came in a wonderful way and poured out his spirit upon us. Hallelujah. All heaven is waiting to bless if you and I are interested. Do you believe it? All of God's blessings and outpourings are within the reach of every sincere heart. For God is no respecter of persons. He sends his rain upon the just and upon the unjust. Bill was a backward boy. He got in deep trouble at home and went out into sin like the prodigal. He got away from God. He sowed his wild oats. 
And he got so far away from God that his mother got alone and prayed. She said, oh God, whatever it's going to take, whatever it's going to involve, whatever it's going to mean, save my son Bill. I wonder if we couldn't see more things done if we could get a little more specific and a little bit more in earnest and a little bit more desirous of the unusual taking place. As she prayed for her son, God gave her the answer and said, your son Bill is wayward. He's away from God. He's gone, but he's coming back. And when you hear the next time from him, he's going to come back a changed person. She believed God in her praying, didn't tell any of the other members of her family, but she said, I'm going to believe God and trust that Bill gets through to God and finds him. A telegram came, and when that telegram came, all it said was, in short order, home on the next train, love, Bill. When she met him, there was a reunion. When she met him, there was a reconciliation. When she met him, there was an arms of love thrown around each other. A mother and a son. Why? A son that was wayward. A son that was lost. A son that was away from God, had found God, and suddenly came back to God. And the result was, now there was happiness. Now there was gladness. And now there was a feeling within that he has prayed through. Oh, I want God to sense, help us to sense this morning that we, we need more of him than we've ever needed it before. We need a sense of a heavenly shower. Are we willing to pray as Elijah prayed? Are we? And this morning, could we only say together, Elijah's God is our God. He will answer prayer today if we'll trust him and believe him. If you take the truth this morning that I brought to your attention and take out the point of Elijah going to the top of Mount Carmel and praying, you'd have an entirely different story. You wouldn't have an abundance of rain. You wouldn't have God moving. You wouldn't have the Holy Spirit coming and being outpoured. There wouldn't be a cloud arising the size of a man's hand. There wouldn't be anything unusual taking place, but he had something in mind when he started. And thank God this morning, you and I can have something in mind as we're trying to do our best to make it to heaven and serve God and be a blessing. And that is by God's help and by God's grace. We're not going to fail. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep our trust completely in God and pray and keep right on praying until the answer comes and until God answers prayer and we see accomplished that which is pleasing unto him. Help us, Lord, this morning. Do you feel like God wants to do something for us as a group in this service? Do you feel like God would like to whisper to our hearts together and say, let's pray like we've never... Thank you for listening to Convention Pulpit, a ministry of Interchurch Holiness Convention, featuring Wesleyan voices past and present. For more sermons or for more information, visit www.ihconvention.com. This ministry is made possible through the financial support of our listeners. Keep passing it on.